not to date myself, I'm fucking 35 people. So back then all you had was like posters around polls or like, you know, maybe if you're lucky and you, you went onto like Yahoo or like web crawler and looked up hardcore punk. Web Winnipeg. crawler? What's that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to web crawler. <laughs> This is the Scoped Exposure Podcast. I'm sitting down with the legend himself, <laughs> Mr. Adam Dyson. Thanks uh, for being on the show. Hey, thanks for asking me to, to ramble and do what I am very bad at, but also kind of good at, which is just talking for extended periods of time. Yeah, a double-edged sword stuff. in a way. Yeah. D- digging a pit, I think is what most people call it. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is already off to a great start. Uh, we're here in... Uh, <laughs> In your uh, luxurious the, the Dyson dungeon, yeah. If you want to call it, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Uh, you know, if, if you're watching the video of it, uh, I swear there's more here than just the radiator behind me, <laughs> but uh, you know, but not much else. Still work in progress. Yeah, you know, hey, yeah. You know. And we're sipping on some. Uh, it feels like cherry home. lime Lacroix. Yeah, it's a. Uh, and I'm just, I just want to plug this as well, just because I'm like a big Bev guy, and I haven't had this yet, so it's very good. Describe it for the people. Um, well, I like how you said it. it's like the Cadillacs of the, of the, of the LaCroix line. Which is to say not too flashy, but classic. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't want to try and add to that cause that's already perfect. Yeah. So for like the two or three people who are watching or listening to this, who don't know who you are, can you give me just like your elevator? Like this is who I am. Oh, that's awful. Uh, well, my name's Adam. Uh, I'm a 35-year-old man who is somehow still involved in the hardcore scene. Uh, I got into it relatively late, if we're being honest. I probably got into it when I was like 17. Oh, okay. There was no real like, you know, I knew of it growing up, but then like I really dived into the hardcore scene, like actually going to shows locally, realizing that they're local around like 17 or whatever. But uh, yeah, 35, uh, a miserableist, angry, uh, fan of debauchery, uh, been known to increase the grease here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Why does "increase the grease" sound like a like a really cool song name? Well, it's a, it's a mantra. It's a way of life. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, sections of my life, I think uh, I have like kind of a mode or a mantra, and like you know, whereas say let's say 2010 to about 2015 would have been uh, the "live in the shadows, die by the swords" era. Sure. The shades and the blades. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, increase the grease has been uh kind of a a, a, a kind of like it's like it's like hot girl summer, but for gross guys. <laughs> you know? Great. Um, it's also just taken from increase the peace for anyone who uh knows about tensions with the gang community in the early '90s for Southern California. Oh, I see. So you know, I I think the I think I think they post I think it says increase the peace at the end of Boys in the Hood. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we should throw Increase the Grease on the end of a new Withdrawal song. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of Withdrawal, how about you give me a, you know, you guys are a 10-year-old band. Yeah. Uh, is it 11 now? Might even be 12. It's, oh. It's probably rolling up on 12 somehow. Yeah. Because it was like 2008, we played our first show, and we we did like, we were practicing for a couple of months before we started playing. Okay. And like, so it, it would have been before... Um before like it was january that we played our first show but it was before then that we were jamming and like so you guys are almost in the the teenage years yeah yeah troublesome teens you know that's when we become moody teenagers right (laughs) as opposed to disgusting old men yeah but uh no um yeah because like we we jammed for a little bit before we kind of really got going and um we were jamming with uh because like you know we had we were jamming with like a different drum. This is like Mike. Mike joined about what 2010, 2012. You kind of filtered in. Mike's and out. in the room here. Yeah. Yeah. Say hi, the, Mike. Hey, what's up? You, you have to probably. Be- <laughs> Good one, man. Hey, <laughs> what's happening? Hey, um, but yeah, like uh, so, like our original, original, like way we started was like me and Joel wanted to start a band after Ramirez, and um, we started practicing with uh with 
uh, our buddy Ryan Teeny on drums. Okay. And there was that there was actually a little bit of time where we were we were gonna get Tom Elvers on drums because we knew we heard he drummed. Oh, and and we yeah, we yeah. sent him like some ringworm Photographer songs. Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who, who's an amazing guitarist Tom. and a great drummer too. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it really kind of because we practiced with him like I think once at this old jam space, <laughs> and then um but then we were really starting to, to riff with this guy uh, Ryan Teeny who used to drum in Hollow Ground, plays in some bands in Toronto, and we and like we there's recordings somewhere like I got recordings somewhere of these these songs that never got done, but we we did like maybe like three or four jams with him, and then he was like. You know, I don't know if I want to play like, you know, hardcore or metal stuff. Like, I just want to play some stuff where it's kind of just like rocking mid-tempo stuff, like Cancer Bats. And like when he said that, me and Joel were like, "Oh crap!" Like that's <laughs> you know, no offense to the Cancer Bats because they're buddies of ours and they're, right. and they're sick. But like, we're a fast part band, obviously, right? Uh, we just wanted to play fast parts with metal riffs. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't want to do like the da 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 kind of tempo stuff. So then, uh, yeah, then we got uh, then. Jeff was kind of done with Hollow Ground, and I think First Strike was kind of stopping for a bit, and we just kind of started then, and then it's been 12, 12 years. Some of them good since then. Right. <laughs> so. And and kind of how you were saying, like, there's been a plethora of different men- members of the Withdrawal yeah, gang. Yeah, kind of. I was thinking about that today, actually, because, like, overall, it's been pretty solid for a while. You know, I mean, Mike's been putting in work on on uh, bass or guitar for a bit mm-hmm. for since like 2010 2012 he was on like the split that we did with uh young and in the way he wrote a couple of uh, like he wrote uh human garbage pretty much uh, and yeah there's been some guys here and there too some some stuck around for a while some some didn't mm-hmm. some were kind of like you know how long was uh cody playing with you guys cody was playing for a couple of years um cody dewald from mortality rate and serration he is an awesome guy mm-hmm. and uh, that's another thing oddly enough before before we were even talking about this like today i was i was thinking about him because he's out in europe right now just killing it and like i right. saw a bunch of people just like talking about how awesome serration was doing right now in europe and i was like yeah you know you know cody's awesome and like what what a great guy like uh I can't Definitely believe pumping his tires. Right yeah, this now. is this is a strange this is strange for me because normally I I spend all my time shitting on stuff yeah. rather than rather than being nice. We're but capturing I, the rare occurrence. Yeah, this, of this. Cody's one of those guys where it's like you know if I hate ninety nine people out of a hundred, he's that one where yeah. I, I fucking love the guy. Couldn't could not spend enough time with him. He's he's just so great. Every time I see him, he's the funniest guy. And uh, but like you know he's awesome drummer. But you know he was he was playing with us for a bit. But it was like. Um, you know, he was also like uh, living in Calgary at the time, and um, you know we couldn't really play any local shows. We'd he'd have to fly out to Winnipeg, and we'd like practice in my basement on like electronic drums for like a couple of days or like a week before we left for tour. Right. And I feel like it was it was kind of like hard to really kind of keep that going. Um. So like you know it got to the point where it's like you know we got to get a, a guy kind of locally, and I think like Jeff rejoined the band around then. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I mean it worked out great for Cody. <laughs> Rather than getting stuck with us, like a like an anchor around him, now he's doing awesome stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it, it's definitely hard. Like some bands, you know, live from in different states. Like you know, that's that's a classic thing with my band right now yeah. is that I'm living in Calgary and I flew out here like a couple, a couple of days ago to like to play our show last night. Mm-hmm. Like jam that we were supposed to jam the day before and then the day of, but then our drummer couldn't do that so we were like jamming <laughs> the day of and then heading to the gig and playing the gig sounds familiar yeah <laughs> sounds like a familiar scenario and that well and here's the thing it's like you know i truly believe that if you're a i hate not to say professional level musician but if you know your ass from your elbow then and you you have your head on straight you know like if someone was like you know we haven't practiced for a bit or like you know we haven't like full full band jammed for a bit and like even with like you know I bet you anything we could get everyone in the room and be like play lambs right now and we'll fucking do it no problem you yeah. know what I mean like if you yeah. know your songs you should know your songs like when you get like the guy playing who you're like oh I haven't played I don't even touch my instrument in a month man I don't know how to play those songs anymore it's like are you kidding me like yeah it's know? very muscle me- memory to yeah. a degree yeah, yeah it's muscle memory and it's just like you know you know you should be able to, you know you should be able to listen to the song and be like oh got it mm-hmm. you know I remember <laughs> you know yeah. like. So yeah, I, I, think, I say that and like, but then at the same time, every now and then when we play live, we'll pull out like a real deep cut and I'm about like 60% of the way through the song. And I'm like, what the 
fuck are the lyrics to Luminous Sanctuary? <laughs> it's like, Ugh. Again, but then it's muscle memory and you just right. keep going. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, the first time that Locked In jammed after I moved, it was like, yeah, just playing through it. And then it's like, well, haven't played that riff in like seven months. But then you just kind of push through it and, you know. It's it's hardcore. It's not rocket science. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're not playing like Mahavishnu Orchestra, <laughs> psych rock or anything like that, or big scales or anything like that. Yeah, so. truly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking about withdrawal, um, what do you think has been the thing that's kept the band going for 10 years plus? I think probably being stubborn. It's certainly not success. <laughs> Because like I think if we cared about stuff like if we stared if we cared about like being cool or you know making money playing in a band or like whatever like it, you know I I don't think we'd be a band because we'd be like well it's you know whatever but right. I think you know me and me and Joel have been like around since the start and and Mike's been you know the other one who's kind of real had had like the the same drive as we do right where we want to just keep playing music and it's like you you want to keep putting out music if it's good like if we were putting out stuff that was garbage i'd be like well we're done right or if it's like you know but um so i guess it's probably like a stubborn obsession with music and hardcore and the combination of metallic riffs and hardcore idiocy <laughs> and um no i mean it's just it i still like doing it i love it you know mm-hmm. I, there's you know, like I said, I'm 35. We've been doing this this band for like 12 years almost. And then like, you know, I've been going to shows for another five years or whatever, or six or seven years before then. And it's like, it never gets boring to me. If, if given the option of like, oh, do you want to go, um, do you want to go to the cabin with your wife and kids? Or do you want to go play a show? I'm like, oh, I'd rather play a show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a fucking weird thing. Cause you know, every now and then I see people who are like, you know, I don't know. It's like, I know I've got my priorities fucked up in life, but it's like, well, you can't turn around a, a sailboat, you know what I right. mean? That quickly. It doesn't just dart around a corner. So yeah. if, I think I'm, I've, I've already set a course and I think I'm kind of stuck on a path where I'm, I'm not changing up my life now. What would I, what would I do? Would I be like, Oh, I guess I'm going to start an indie rock band now. Or like, well, I don't really feel like going to hardcore the shows. Experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I don't know. I guess, uh, like I said, it's a lot of it's being stubborn. Like anytime, anytime you see like, uh, anytime you see bands break up that are like, you know, they, you see it all the time on Twitter where you see a band post this big, long rambling note that they had on their iPhone note. And it says like, we'll never forget the times we had and the times we shared and the places we've been and the people who have supported this band. Thank you so much for everything. We're going to play one more show. RIP, whatever the fuck, 2019 to 2019. Like they're around for a year. Who gives a shit? Four you know? months or whatever. You know, they, they showed up. They, they printed 400 t-shirts. <laughs> they sold them all. They played a fest. Then someone in the band got exposed for finger banging the wrong guy's girlfriend outside of the wrong fest. And it got onto the internet. And then they break up. And it's like, you know, or just like, you know, oh, our, our bass player has decided that he's going to move in with his internet girlfriend in Cincinnati and uh, we can't possibly replace a bass player. So I guess we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. It's very like interesting too, where um, especially like right now, like there's definitely a lot of Winnipeg bands that are, you know, they haven't been like, we're calling it quits. They're just like, yeah, like, I don't know. We're all kind of just doing different things right now. And yeah. I think that's way better than just being like, like you said, just making it a big, like, oh, I only want to like play one more show if we're going to, you know, do anything. Like, I think it's totally fine just to be like, hey, we're going to take a break for a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. That's to- what like Locked In did. You know, we didn't play a show for like two years. And then it's like, oh, we have like two opportunities this year. Maybe we'll pick it up again. Um, but yeah, it's like, wh- why make it such a big public event versus being like, yeah, we're just going to be on hold for a bit. Yeah. Or, or it's just like, you know. And then, and then, you know, you, you get back together a year later. Right. And you look like an asshole for making a big deal out of breaking up in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you really like hardcore and you like what you're doing, why wouldn't you just keep doing it? Mm -hmm. Seems like a pretty, seems like a pretty, uh, simple thing to me. Yeah. So I don't know. Going back to the band, um, you guys have definitely 
the activity of the band has definitely ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, I remember, I think when I first started filming shows, I remember going on Hate Five Six and I saw that there was like one video of you guys from like 2012 or something. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh man, we played so bad that show or something. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a good show. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember where it was. Like, I feel it was like Chicago, and it was the Rumble. Oh, okay. Oh, like OG Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Days, cool. Um, so definitely, like, for for someone who maybe has only started listening to Withdrawal, you know, within the last, let's say, like four years, like myself, um, what were some of the things that you guys were doing as far as like activity wise? Like, how often were you guys hitting the road? Like now or then? Uh, well, yeah, maybe well, like a n- now and then. Well, I mean, we we covered comparison. a lot of ground as far as like you know when we were kind of younger and could do it whenever we wanted, um, you know. Uh, but I mean, like that's also an era where it's, and I think that era for a lot of hardcore bands is done, because like I, everyone just plays a fest pretty right. much, and like no one's like touring a lot. Um, but like uh, no, I mean like when we were younger, I mean I bought a van and I. I was like, well, let's get some use out of it. So, like, you know, we went to the States, you know, three or four times. We went, you know, drove all over Canada, both sides pretty much. Um, pretty much everywhere in, in North America except for, like, Al- Alabama, <laughs> I think we would have went to. Or Florida, too. We okay. never made it We never made it south or further south on the East Coast than Baltimore. But, um, gotcha. no, we, we did didn't, a lot. Didn't get to the tip of Florida. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, eh, I mean I've been there. It's kind of sick, but... Um, I don't think at the time it, w- it would have been very receptive. I think that was around the time there was like that band, like like Frogball. Were they from Florida, or like something something about something to do with like alligator or gator or something like that? Some kind of amphibian. Yeah, no, there was there was some there was some band back then uh, out in Florida, and it was all like older dudes. Then this is like two thousand and seven or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, sorry, I'm totally rambling. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. That's what you have to do on a um, podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I didn't have this written down, but um. We were, we were talking a little bit about, like, the time we were, like, recording this. There's definitely, like, this resurgence of, like, uh, mid-2000s, like, metalcore. Yeah. And you guys, like, since like since I've started listening to you, you've always had that, like, edge. But, like, not necessarily metalcore, but, like, that metallic yeah. hardcore style. So what is your, I guess, take on that? Do you think it's here to stay? Do you think it's kind of, like on its way out just kind of like scratching the surface well it's kind of an it's again like hardcore is ebbs, ebbs and flows and um one thing rises one thing goes away i mean and it's like um i think we're more of like a metallic hardcore band like we like metal and we like hardcore whereas like i think uh a lot of bands doing that style now are just like full-on influenced by metalcore you know what i right. mean like um and um I don't know. It's t- uh, I was think this is weird because I was actually thinking about this today, and that's probably because I'm a, f- a fucking geek and I, was, I think about hardcore a lot. <laughs> um, but you do see uh, you know, other bands out there that are really like really, really uh, draining that well dry, and uh, and you know all it takes is like a couple of like Judd Judd Reet Reet Panic chords whatever people call Panic it. Core it was, or... it was just, here's the thing. I'm old. So it's like when I was old or when I was a kid, people were calling it like Judd, Judd, Reet, Reet. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Or Reets. They were calling them Reets, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's like a generational thing maybe, but, but it's like, you know, all it takes now is like, you know, a couple of Judd, Judds, a couple of Reet, Reets. And it's like, um, and then they kind of almost like steal that kind of like, I guess they're, it's kind of a half late nineties, early two thousands kind of sound. But all I would like to express to people is that when you're listening to these bands, you you know, like you know, like when you listen to like uh any any of those bands that are that are doing stuff like uh you know like uh, taking uh, undying riffs or like uh, you know any of those like or like day of suffering riffs or like um, you know poison the well China parts or whatever you know if if they're doing stuff that's like heavily indebted to like late 90s early 2000s metalcore all i'm saying is like you know don't fool yourself into thinking you're listening to nirvana when you're listening to silverchair you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's you know people you know people were probably saying the same thing about fucking puddle of mud for a while being like oh this is a fucking real return to form for that kind of sound right and you know don't don't trick yourself sometimes into thinking that you know 
uh, you know, a, a pair of Asics is a pair of Nikes. You know what I mean? Like, right. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did a podcast like just yesterday with, um, with Lance uh, out in Ottawa. Yeah. And we were talking about this and he was like, it's kind of, you know, like, especially some of that, um, you know, like the, the MySpace, like yeah. metalcore, like, like Wrist Meets Razor or CU Space Cowboy. Like yeah, yeah. that's also kind of make this like it every, like a few years ago, if you were like throwing that on, like putting the, putting that on the aux cord, people would be like, what are you listening to, man? Yeah. But nowadays, like you see their live videos and people are just like going off like they would for any other major hardcore band. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not not to shit on Wrist Meets Razor or uh, whatever <laughs> names those bands have, because I mean, like, here's the thing though. It's like, uh, here's 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 I, th- I think the main difference too now though is is hardcore now is um, people are okay if you like that stuff. Back back in early two thousands, if if you listen to anything but the first Chromags record, you're a fucking loser. Right. Right. And it's like if you were listening to you know Poison the Well or uh, it dies today or whatever. You're, you're a fucking geek. Mm-hmm. Whereas now people are like, you're, you know, it's pretty, you're, you're allowed to listen to that stuff. And, but at the same time, you're, you're now you're allowed to listen to that stuff and listen to judge or, and listen to like uh, you know, magnitude or, or listen to whatever. Right. Right. Um, you know, or, uh, Oh yeah, you can, you can listen to fury and you can listen to Jesus peace. Right. Um, stuff like that. And it's like, so people now I think are a lot more accepting or like, you know, um, buddy on drums for uh for wrist meets razor like doesn't or no see you space cowboy brian like he, yeah he plays he plays, plays in both in, uh, bands, inclination actually. right and inclination exactly right so it's and like and wicked garden and yeah yeah he does oh, a billion bands. things right yeah and it's like you know it's cool that he does more than just one style because if you just point yourself in a corner where it's like all i like is is like nail paint metal core you know that stuff then you're you're missing out on all this other stuff and if you're all you like is is like uh you know youth crew revival stuff, then you're missing out on some ridiculous breakdowns in metalcore. But it's like, um, so yeah, I think now it's a lot different. Like now you're kind of, you're able, you're, it's a lot more acceptable to listen to that stuff. Yeah. And I think that at, you know, in the past it was probably like people were still listening to that necessarily, but you know, when they go to the shows, they're like, okay, I can, out of my 20 band shirts, I can only actually wear three or things like that that are more core. Oh, you mean like back then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. If you, if, but now it's like I could throw on whatever I <laughs> well, want. I, I remember in like show. 2003, a certain uh, uh, a certain uh, would be shit disturber in Winnipeg hardcore uh, would be um, he'd look like back back in the day, and I'm sure it's gonna come back. But such as the style was, people would wear like those kind of like white belts, and they would wear like or like uh, like studded belts. Oh like yeah, studded yeah. belt stuff. Yeah, and they would have like uh, like bandanas dangling out of their pocket, <laughs> and he would go to shows. And he'd be running around snatching them out of people's pockets like a like a game of flag football, <laughs> right? And uh, his his term for these things were were was is not a very PC flag term. captured. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like he was he was it's full on picking on people when you for at sure. the end of the day, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like you know, um, but I don't think you I don't think you see anything like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, but it's thankfully. like or like, but it's the same thing. It's like it's you know, yeah, he was he was picking on metalcore kids, but I remember um, I remember another uh, would be never do well in Winnipeg hardcore and punk would go to like propaganda shows. Okay. And he'd, he'd grab someone's hat, like a white hat. Cause you know, the propaganda type, like even though they're a really PC and left leaning t- type in Winnipeg, their shows are all just like complete fucking, it's full of just complete clown shoes, like total, like greasy, like the type of people who like, who, even though they're there to hear songs about, uh, you know, uh, accepting homosexuality, they're the types who are like you know, using non PC words for for people like for it's sure. like it's like it's like jocks. Yeah. For yeah. whatever reason, pop propaganda has a real big jock contingent in, in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so you know the jock, uh, the jock kind of uh, costume where you have like, you know, baggy ass ratty, uh, you know, red dragon jeans going into like big giant DC shoes, and then like with the tongues out. Yeah, Oakleys and like a a, a dirty white. RDS hat or something like that. So my buddy would like he would he would grab Volcom. their yeah he would grab their Volcom hat or whatever in the pit, put it on, and just try and mosh away. He would just tr- grab these people's hats and just kind of skedaddle. Um, Two step through, yeah. pretty much. Um, 
that's a that's an interesting thing let's spend some time on that um just just more so because i was talking with lance about this too it's kind of funny how things we talked about in his podcast let me preface this by saying that i'm I'm, this whole this whole entire time i'm probably getting that like you know that look in like the office where uh where where kelly is just totally beat and like she it's a it's a meme you'll see it on the internet but it's like she's got like like she's got like a thousand yard stare or she's like kind of like this (laughs) that's pretty much me this entire time as i'm like thinking like Oh, there's gonna be a lot of this that's gonna have to be edited out eventually. <laughs> I'm like, I or like, or I'm like locking eyes with Mike as I'm saying shit. And I'm like, that's ah, I probably pump the brakes on this. Yeah, continue. <laughs> Cut. But <laughs> we're gonna have to edit a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure it's uh, uh, uh the, PC. The, the, yeah. Anyways, keep going. Uh, no, I was just gonna say like, um, something we were talking on uh, Lance's podcast was just like a few, like not a few years ago, but maybe like ten years ago, there was, um. And I, and I learned a little bit about this when I watched that judge documentary Yeah, uh, where I was talking about how like, you know, people who are racist and things like that were like showing up at these hardcore shows yep. and then people were like, like beating them up and throwing them out. And nowadays, like, cause that was a pretty normal thing for people of those, like, I guess like there's some things where there's like crossovers where it's like aggressive music with like aggressive culture in a way. I th- I th- well, I don't think any of those Nazis like any of the music. They, I think they just, at the time, they were probably just preying on vulnerable people. Because sure. it's like people, especially then, it's like you find people who are a little left to center of society and maybe they're looking to, to find their own kind of way in life. And you can kind of like, you know, you can kind of trick them almost into being like, well, this is, we'll, we'll be your friends. That's sure. my guess. Having not dealt with Nazis, thankfully, in Winnipeg. The only The only Nazi scenario I can remember in Winnipeg was... Uh, Nazis getting beat up at like a career suicide born bad show, I think. Oh, okay. I wasn't there for this though, so it's yeah. all hearsay, but I know people were like throwing cinder blocks at their, their cars and shit. Yeah. They were from Brandon. Big surprise. <laughs> but <laughs> Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. Hopefully there's no but, Nazis. But no, I think like, I, you know, back back to what you're saying, like um, as far as like uh, Nazis at shows back then too, I think like a lot of it is just like, um, like if you see that video of like, Cause in in that in that video of like Judge like that documentary I know which one you're talking about mm-hmm. the the dude just gets his ass kicked or whatever because they get they 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 dogpile him and like you can see in that like like that video used to be online where you could see how how heartbroken they were on stage and you could tell that like oh this is the show where Judge broke up right after because they were so right fucked up over this mm-hmm. but anyways yeah I, I totally cut you off and no sure. no that, no that's fine uh well you were talking a little bit about like you know the Winnipeg hardcore. Um, scene and some of the the characters of it um <laughs> well and, and one thing because i remember when i i think i first really was getting into the, the winnipeg hardcore scene um kind of like how you said like you you said you were getting into it late and i think yeah like i can kind of attest that i probably did the same like i was 17 18 like even later like maybe 19 because now i'm meeting people who are like getting into the hardcore scene they're like yeah i've been like going to shows since i was like 15 or something like that oh, well let me let me preface this uh so I, I was going to shows but like you just didn't know about them because right. like not to date myself i'm fucking 35 people so back then all you had was like posters around poles or like you know maybe if you're lucky and you you went onto like yahoo or like web crawler and looked up hardcore punk web Winnipeg. crawler what's that there you go <laughs> you know? shout outs to web crawler <laughs> um but no like you'd have to find like the winnipeg punk message board or something like that and then like and then hope that there was like a a show to go to and like i remember um so i would go to like reclaim the streets that was like a big like you know big uh a punk festival that they would do in winnipeg okay and um it was usually a lot of like like the kind of you know uh black pants back patch you know uh shitty infest uh, patch on their like jeans like kind of bands like it would be like you know guns liquor and whores or like operation death kill or mm-hmm. like uh board suburban youth or whatever the fuck like all these like weird bands and um or like standstill standstill was one of those like but like um and then you'd also get like you know uh stand strong or like hollow ground or first strike would be playing it too right right but like I you know I went to some of those shows at the collective, but like, you know I was pretty late to get to that, and it was like you know I'd go to like concerts like I remember going to like 
you know, Hatebreed or something like that. And then, like, when you go to Hatebreed, then you see, like, holy shit, there's, like, people here in Winnipeg who like the stuff that I like. Right. And I was, like, very sheltered living in, like, St. James, right? Because everyone in St. James is just a fucking shit heel clown shoe. <laughs> just a bunch of fucking greasy dudes who like fucking skate punk. Right. Right? Um, so none of them liked hardcore, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like... Um, That's uh, interesting that you say, sorry to cut you off, um, just how... Even just like neighborhoods yeah, it's had uh, like interest in music. Yeah, in well, it's way. like it's like you know you think you think Maples and it was like Maples. There was like Steve Diabaldo, uh, Mike Requima, um, who the fuck else? Like you know, I'm sure those guys were probably the only guys in their high school who were like getting into that punk scene. Hmm. That's and then like yeah. and then um, you know uh, Dan K, uh, John Mayo. You know those guys were in like uh, Oak Bank or whatever the fuck it is. Or whatever the fuck it is, just outside of uh, like, just outside of the city, yeah. Oakville. I don't know, but anyways, those guys and like those. Gavin and all those guys were all a regional thing. But then it's like, oh, like Gavin and Colton? No, 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 no. You're thinking different. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of my generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, you know, uh, crucial Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not uh, not moshing Gavin. Um, but uh, no, but it's like you know, those guys were all you know buddies growing up, and then it's like you take all those people and then you give them a platform and it brings them all together and then you get this weird mishmash and it's like, you know, maybe all of those guys like brought like two or three friends. So for like a couple of shows, you know, 10 years ago, um, there'd be a lot of people, but then eventually they start kind of like disappearing. People get into other stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, those same people who got into it, you know, as a kid got into it when it was like, you know, like, like, you know, St. James, uh, the Maples and like Oakville or wherever the fuck Mayo's from. It's like it all combined like fucking Megazord <laughs> from Power Rangers and became Winnipeg hardcore, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you touched on a, an interesting thing there. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm 26 as of recording this and you're, you know, nine years older than me. What, what did I tell you yesterday too, though? What did you say yesterday? You're like, Oh, I'm 26. And I was like, Hey, did you know that? Like, Oh, everything goes downhill. At 26. At, in your late 20s, yeah. Because people, people think it's 30, <laughs> but that it's actually, when nope. you're 30, you're like, oh, fuck, it's 26. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to probably make a clip of, with this clip, when I'm actually 30, I'm like, you know, just like... Your, your, metab- yeah, just your metabolism's toast. Off. Like, you're going to... Yeah, you're toast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm losing my train of thought because we're just... Because I keep rambling. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, we're just talking about how... Um, we're talking about Winnipeg hardcore and something that you've said to me at Fest and online and things like that, how, how Winnipeg's always been a band that, or a scene that hasn't had maybe a surplus of bands, but we've had a lot of quality bands. Yeah, totally. So um, we'll get into that, but now I'm actually remembering my real question. What was, what is, in your opinion, maybe the reason that people are getting out of like hardcore in general? Because for me, like I don't, not looking at like oh at this age i'm probably gonna be too busy or like have something going on or whatever um and it and it's always pretty interesting when you meet people who are either playing bands or you know they're taking photos or doing something and then it's like you go to the next show and then they're not there and yeah poof yeah so yeah like you you've been around for a minute so i'm curious on like i'm sure you have a couple thoughts on well on the why um there's there's a bunch of di- there's a bunch of different reasons why like people either like don't go to shows or stop going to shows and it's like you know either it's like um you know uh oh well uh this guy doesn't like me and I don't like him and then I kicked his ass and then he doesn't want to go to shows anymore cuz he cuz it's a place where he got his ass kicked fair yeah. enough you know mm-hmm. I've seen that happen to people or like uh you know I brought my girlfriends to shows and she met a bunch of friends and then we broke up and then I couldn't handle the fact that my other buddy homie hopped me and then they started dating and then I freaked the fuck out and I stopped going to shows right. or like, or she, she stopped going to shows or, or his fucking buddy stopped going to shows. Right. Stuff like that. Or like, um, you know, or like, um, you know, there's, you know, or like, you know, Oh, this band broke up and then, you know, turns out the drummer was just kind of hanging out with his friends and then he doesn't want to, you know, play shows anymore. Right. Sure. Or like, um, or he was only going to shows because he was playing shows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, um, and then, you know, at the end of the day too, it's it's like, 
it's technically not a fun style of music to be into. Like we're weird for liking this stuff. Yeah, that's you know, true. Because it's like normal people don't like danger, and it's like normal people don't. You know, they, their idea of moshing is like pogoing to like Pearl Jam and like right or something like that, or but going to, like buying a hundred dollar ticket to, to sit Green Day in the back and yeah. just watch a show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like they don't understand like you know bleeds. people moshing their ass off and like you people getting hit in the face and being like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Or like you know, um, so I think you know some people probably just get out of it because they either, you know, they're like, oh, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Or, you know, uh, their friends stopped going or they were never, you know, they were a weak motherfucker and they never had it in them anyways. I think those are like excessive force lyrics. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but, um. But there is a lot of like, uh, like tur- the turnaround? first. Uh, yeah, well, turnaround is one thing. Uh, but like insecurities is kind of like the theme of what you first said. Like, oh, I yeah. dated this girl and then we broke up and I don't want to see her because I don't like how it makes me feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well. Like it's fine. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like at the <laughs> time, get over you know, at the time, if if you if you know, I've I've been through it where it's just like you date someone and then you break up or whatever, or like you hang out with someone and it doesn't work out, and then it's like, oh fuck, they go to shows too. But it's like you know what? I like going to shows more than I like, you know, or more than I hate uh, being awkward around someone. You right. know, and it's yeah, like, and I, I think that's the thing where it's like y- your love of the music and the scene exceeds all other bullshit associated yeah. with it. Yeah. And if, and if yeah. I stop showing up, then then and they keep going, then they win. <laughs> yeah, so I'm again stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. Yeah. So let's switch back. We were chatting about the bands of uh of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um. Tell me some of your like, because I feel like Winnipeg. Uh, I was saying this at the show that we played is that like Winnipeg is definitely a, a spot that's been overlooked by a lot of tours you know, past and present just because of where yeah. we're ge- geographically located. Yeah. You know, you go south, you have to cross the border, and then the next major city is Regina, eight hours away. Yeah. So what are some of, like, the, you know, tied and true, like, Winnipeg hardcore bands, past and present, that well, you really fuck with? The one that blew my mind open was Hollow Ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that one was, like, you know, still, like, I still listen to those records, and it's, like... Um, and they were doing, they were doing it and they were like, they, they, they did some touring and they, they put out a record on, uh, organized crime and, but man, like those song structures and like a Vrinder's riffing and like, you know, Jeff sounded so pissed off and Teeny was so good on drums. No, that band, like I remember seeing them and being like, Oh, this is exactly what I like. Cause like, you know, they, they had the, they sound like buried alive with a bit of hate breed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like, you know, when you see some, like, you know, I was like, 18 or 19 when I saw that and I was being like, I remember being like, you know, this is fucking exactly what I like for, for like bands and they're, they're doing this locally. I can go see this like once a month. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, so so, was that kind of like your, like the switch flipped? Well, no, it's uh, even, even before hollow ground, I still like, I like stand strong and that was like the pre hollow ground band. Oh, okay. Um, like you know, you know Jay from the Handsome Daughter. Yeah, yeah he sang in, in Stance Strong. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, sick. Yeah, uh, I'll show you some of it after. Yeah. Um, but you know, like that was definitely the band. Like, like, like for locally for Winnipeg, that's like that's the top band. Like, I can still listen to that, and I still tell people to check it out. Um, and like other tri tests and true bands, like um, this is a this is a a deep cut, but uh, Aim for My Head. Okay, were around for a while, and they they kind of did almost like a Bane style, kind of like fast hard but but catchy kind of hardcore sure um they were around for a while and um but then they 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 all kind of disappeared right um mm-hmm. i still see the singer every now and then he he, he runs like uh he runs like a uh a brewery now oh. apparently you know which one uh, i guess that doesn't matter cause not you're exa- yeah, not exactly tapped into the the beer scene um <laughs> well let me tell you about the special yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but no they were they were good um are we just talking like like just deep cuts, or are we just talking? No, like good well, ones? you can shout out, um, you know, current, yeah, uh, or some bands that yeah, you're like I mean, secretly wanting to come back and play a show. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, every, everyone, I mean, everyone busts hope on that one. I know, They're like, oh I man, extract so sick. Um, no, I mean, like, uh, as far as like other Winnipeg bands that were like, as far as like hardcore goes, like, um, you know, check out uh, like Gen X. I mean, you know, Gen X or, or uh, Faker Scum. I mean, they're all kind of like doing the same thing. Um, 
they're gonna hate if I said that, but it's like you know any 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 just they're probably not gonna listen. Oh, definitely. The, <laughs> the Gen X guys will be like, well, actually, we're we're influenced by this, and then like the Faker Scum guys will be like, well, actually, um, Kawakami, blah blah blah. That's well, then they they can come on the podcast. And yeah, no doubt. Their yeah, but uh, but like band. you know, like like you know, any of the like you know, Microquima's bands are always pretty good. Um, but um, so they're good. That's like a current thing, and they still do stuff. Um, who else is good? Uh, yes, again, I keep saying Stan Strong. Stan Strong was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, um, what are your thoughts on like arguably the band that put like Winnipeg oh, fuck, hardcore? Uh, Bur- Burn your world. Man, oh, burn yeah, your world is like man. I I rode hard for Burn Your World, and like you know, I I told Mike Phillips, man, put out this band's record. Like they're awesome. They're they're sick, and um, I wish they had done a bit more. Um, but that's that's the story of being a band from Winnipeg, right? Like you know, eventually the wheels come off, and it's too hard to get in the states. And then, but uh, Burn Your World, fuck those. They they never they never stopped putting out like bad records, and like each record got better and better. In fact, mm-hmm. they all, like how many bands get harder? They kind of they kind of went the same uh, route, oddly enough, as as Foundation. Yeah. Where if you listen to Foundation's earlier stuff and then like the later stuff, that last record is like, man, you can tell they're they're, they're going through some yeah. shit. And that last, it, uh, a lot of the newer stuff is definitely influenced by Foundation a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they they kind of. It's weird. I mean, Foundation only broke up a couple of years ago, and I feel like they're almost already erased from history. <laughs> I find. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you know, but you know, you don't see people with Foundation shirts or anything anymore, right? Uh, but, well, I've seen a couple people. Um, that is really weird, though. Like, I was just thinking of how there's always like, I don't know how if if it was like this in the in the past where a band would break up and it was like, oh yeah, I'm never going to see this band again. And then like 10 years later, something would come around. Cause recently there was all those, um, have heart releases and people were like, I never thought I'd be able to see have heart. I would only be able to see it on video or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've, I've managed to be at have heart shows like four or five times in my life. Right. And I never bothered watching them anytime. <laughs> I think I watched like a little bit, uh, at like sound and Furio seven, maybe. And then like, uh, when they played in Winnipeg, like uh, they played in Winnipeg, and like there was just like astronomical amounts of people here. Like people drove from like Calgary and Edmonton to see them. Oh, really? And uh, cool. I remember being like, I remember I bought tickets to the show, and I went, and for whatever reason, like they didn't have a sound guy, and they're like, oh, "Well, can you set it up?" And I set up like the sound for them, and suddenly I'm like doing sound at a show I already pl- paid money for, right? <laughs> And I remember by the time, by the time, refunded? well, by the time Have Heart was going on, I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm going to go to like, you know, I'm going to go to the corner store and grab a drink. And apparently like I left and like the, the singer from Have Heart was like, where's the, where's the sound guy? Where's the sound guy? Because <laughs> his voice was either getting roasted or that's, a, that's a good one too. Cause, um, Born Bad opened that show. Okay. So picture Born Bad playing with Have Heart. And apparently I, I want to say that like Microquima said something like, Take a look at what a real fucking hardcore band looks like, or something to that effect. But um, that was a that was a fucking good one. It was them, shipwreck, bitter end, maybe cruel hand, maybe. Oh yeah. But that was a fucking wild one. Yeah. I mean, I, I I sound like I'm pooing on half heart, but like <laughs> at the same time, every now and then I'll show people like the video of like that their 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 first last show. Yeah. And being like, this is a perfect last show for a band, and I respect the fact that they donated all the money to like a women's shelter. Was that the one where it was at a? Uh it was like 2008 or something uh yeah something something like that yeah yeah it was like a it was like a new bedford women's shelter benefit they did and mm. it was like you know six thousand people or something which at the time was an astronomical amount but then they did that show like a couple of months ago and it looked like oh and then there it was in a parking lot and there yeah. was like ten thousand people yeah. just unbelievable yeah it was like i heard that people were like like being pulled out because they were collapsing because they were so like well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. They're like moshing in like hundred degrees, like Fahrenheit or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, sometimes you handle the mosh, and sometimes the mosh handles you. <laughs> Very then, true. Uh, you know, wise words. Yeah, <laughs> but that in quotes. Um, maybe just like kind of wrapping up here. Um, God, I'm I'm literally replaying all this already in my mind, being like, this is horrifying. <laughs> it's like this hour long podcast is gonna get cut down into like twenty minutes. Yeah, probably. Honestly, content. no joking. <laughs> Again, cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was like, oh man, we gotta cut a big section of that. <laughs> um, so I, I don't I don't mind doing doing as much as you can so that to try and fill in the gaps because I I think the whole portion a lot of those portions will have to be cut. Right. Or I dare you to just be like, 
just play like the beep sound like the beep oh yeah yeah <laughs> just for, like for like <laughs> for like a good minute and just like cut it in and out That'd be isn't there that you sent me that um because i filmed the, inter- the interlude for yeah the interlude yeah. yeah for everything yeah. i was just like um you're more you're known for doing your mosh reports <laughs> wow what an honor <laughs> what goes into that uh what goes in when you sit down and well, stretch out those fingers? Okay, um, so the mosh reports is usually pretty much when, uh, when there's like a <coughs> a heavy when, hitter. Yeah, when there's gig. a show and I go to it and like enough stuff happens that I can remember it the night <laughs> the next night. You know what I mean? Like if it's like if it you know if it's just an average show, like if it's like um, like I think a band called Offsides played here at the at the at the um the the death trap once okay the, from florida i think sure couldn't remember a damn thing about it so no mosh report for offsides because it's like it was just so wholly average that i can't really you know what i mean but um but no like i think it's just kind of like something stupid like first off you know i i happen to work a straight job where i can sit at my desk and i and sit in my office and just kind of type whatever and no one's really watching over my shoulders so right. i get a lot of my work done when i'm when i should be working <laughs> um but um no, it's just like if something funny happens or like, or like, you know, say, say someone like Mosh is really harder to show and like, you could tell they're just like, they were practicing their finishing moves in front of the mirror <laughs> and stuff like that. And you know, they're going hard. If Nintendo picked me up and put me in smash bros. Yeah. Yeah. Someone if, take notes. If someone's doing like their down forward smash, and like <laughs> stuff like that. Um, chances are they're I'm going to put them as the worst Mosher. Right. Whereas like, you know, if like Laura shows up and, um, and like, someone moshes into her and as, as she fell back, spilt a drink on someone or something like that, that would somehow be the top mosh of the night and be like, oh, uh, okay. Laura was moshing so hard that she fucking threw a drink all over people or like something stupid Out like that. Out of spite. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, I'll just, you know, make up just stuff like that or like um, there's there's an unwritten rule that any anything involving Alberta is, is automatically disqualified from the mosh report. Right. Like if there's, you know, it's just. And do you want to dig deeper into that on this podcast? Well, set, set I mean, the record straight. If we if we really shit. wanted to dig deep into Alberta hardcore, you know, we probably have about three minutes I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that would that should cover the extent of when, of uh, Calgary hardcore. Nah, I'm just fuck with it. Nah, you know, nothing but nothing but love for my friends in, in Alberta. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, this is all it took. It took you just to get on a podcast to have your true feelings about Alberta and Cody and We should we should have had this like it's like it's like one of those like um You're gonna send me a video of you being like, No, throw this in yeah, yeah. and you're just like, Fuck you guys. Well no, there's like um it it'll be like um you know, when on like a uh, funk master flex or something like that when like one rapper's beefing and like the other one calls in and they either squash it or they just start you know picking at each other okay i'm waiting for for cody to pop in here any yeah second now, but. who's that comes through the door yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Fuck. Hey, hey man what's up <laughs> i heard you were beefing with me so i flew from the uk yeah squash this shit yeah <laughs> oh i wanted to talk briefly and then we'll wrap up just about um playing in a band with your brother how was that just like a oh we're <laughs> both into this music you're in the same house as me <laughs> Nope. You're the easiest person to bring in. Well, it was like, um, okay, so growing up, it was probably around like 13, that maybe 13, that me and Joel both started getting into like music or whatever. Sure. Much to our parents' chagrin, because like my dad's like a generic hockey newfie. Okay. And he's probably, he, he'll never admit to it, nor do I care what he says. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll 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 never, never uh, accept the fact that his kids didn't grow up to be like mustache having skidoo <laughs> fl- driving hockey guys you know gotcha. what i mean like or like outdoor guys mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm not an outdoors guy not mm-hmm. a big fan um but you know around 13 we started got, getting into like hardcore and punk or just like music in general you know suddenly you start listening to music and like but the thing is is you know my brother's my twin brother right so when you're growing up you know when you're like three years old and they're like you know, they're dressing you alike <laughs> you had like matching stuff like right. tons of embarrassing photos of us dressed alike um but then, Which like, you'll send me after. Oh, this. certainly. Yeah. But then, like uh, later on, like when you're when you start kind of developing your own identity, you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, if Joel likes this, I gotta like this. I I gotta I can't like it. You know what right. I mean? Like if Joel likes this, if Joel likes vanilla, I'm gonna like chocolate. If Joel likes skate punk, I'm gonna like you know metal. 
Hmm. And okay, it, it kind of started going like that. And yeah. it, it really took until we were probably like in our early 20s before we started liking similar bands, to be right. honest. Hmm. I think the first band that we both, the, the, the first two bands that we both started liking, uh, either one was uh, Shy Hood by coincidence, probably. And then the other was like, I got Joel into like the Smiths. And then, um, but then as far as like being in a band with Joel, it's like, uh, I'm sure like some of the other dudes in the band would probably find it. We could probably get pretty insufferable at this point. I think Mike's probably cool with it. Cause Mike's buddies with us, with us both. Right. Obviously. And I think uh, more so than that, like me and Mike are usually on the same page with what to do with the band. But like, I'm sure like, um, you know, some of the other guys who were in the band would probably get pretty chapped. Cause it's like, if you're voting where to, where to eat after a show, you already know that me and Joel are going to probably vote the same thing right. <laughs> go with each other on it. So, you yeah. know what I mean? But, um, but that's an interesting thing that you shared. Cause, um, um, some, something that for someone who doesn't know you is that you're straight edge and Joel yep. isn't. Yep. And you know, like another difference is like Joel's married and has a kid and you're not married. That's so, true. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> the, the legion of ladies that listen to a, a hardcore punk podcast from, you're going to send this from, video to yeah. all the people you match with on Tinder. Oh, perfect. Oh God. <laughs> you want to get to know the Dyson. No, I, I keep, I keep the hardcore stuff pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just like, I just like music. I don't, right. I don't tell them, yeah. you know, they, they find out the hard way that I'm yeah. a mosh mutant. But was that a, a reason that you wanted to be straight edge? Was, um, or no. what, did that come before? No, I okay. So like, again, to to date myself, uh, I remember being a kid and and watching a uh, watching a, like one of those like PSA kind of cartoons or whatever, where it's like you know don't do drugs type of thing. Yeah, featuring like the Ninja Turtles, the Muppet <laughs> Babies, Transformers, you know all all that stuff. Right. The Gummy Bears, where whatever. And like it was all about the like gummy bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all about like it was, the Ford weed gummies. It was like maybe I don't know. I don't think but I don't think Bucky O'Hare made an appearance, but Bugs Bunny was in it. And it was like it was like it was called like Cartoon All Stars or something like that. And uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Look it up. But it's like being like four or five and watching that and being like drugs are bad. Right. And then like growing up and like you know I had I had a. Uh, a parent who had problems with, with booze and, and drugs and everything and being like, even starting like when you're a kid and you don't even realize the extent of it, but it's like, Oh, he smokes a lot of cigarettes. I'm never going to smoke cigarettes. It's, sure. You know, I think like all the targeted ads for like, for like, you know, uh, cigarettes and booze and all that stuff actually worked on like me. I'm the one person that they worked on. Sure. But, um, so like as a kid, I, I, I already had it instilled pretty, pretty deep in my brain where it's like, I'm never doing drugs. I'm never, I'm never doing any of this stuff. And then like, I probably only ever drank like maybe like the neck of a beer, mm. like for sure about like this much of a moose head that my dad had in the fridge or whatever. Right. And then, um, Oh, your dad drank a beer and then put it in the fridge. Yeah. As, literally, as I said That's that, you probably boss. catch it on the video. You probably see me be like, what the fuck <laughs> in the back of my head thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, like, um, I remember drinking his beer or whatever, uh, or part of it. And then just being like, man, not for me. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then, yeah, I remember just, like, suddenly it's, like, you turn, like, 14 or 15. I was 15. And, like, you know, you start listening to, like, Minor Threat. And you're just, like, holy fuck. Like, you know, these guys are singing about stuff I'm already feeling. This makes right. sense to me now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it didn't take its take its uh, hold on Joel. But um, that's what worked for me. And then, yeah, another thing is, like, seeing, like, seeing Joel's friends, you know, getting drunk and then like passing out and like pissing themselves or like fucking, you know, they'll be like, Oh fucking, uh, you know, Schmigly Pete fucking got too wasted at a party and he fucking lost his shoes. So he fucking walked home to his parents' place with no shoes on in the middle of fucking winter. Right. Or like, you know, or, you know, so-and-so got his driver's license and like two weeks later, Oh, he lost his driver's license because mm -hmm. he got a, a Dewey or whatever. <laughs> All that stuff, like totally like, you know, kept me away from ever right. getting into that stuff yeah and uh, whereas joel he, just, he joel's always a bit more joel's a bit more um social of a person like he's a bit it's weird because he's he's a bit more uh forward with people whereas i'm i'm a little i'll kind of like wait to speak my piece or like i'll kind of like you know if i have a problem with someone i'll probably try and squash it or like i'll try you know they can exist in their orbit and i can exist in mine and it's sure. fine but where's my brother? If he's got a problem with someone, he'll fucking let him know. Like right. he'll he'll walk right up to him and be like, you know, fuck you, motherfucker. What's going on? Um, which is really funny. Um, but um, 
but yeah, at the same time, like he's more social with people. So he was, he would go to parties and I'd stay home and play Final Fantasy or something like that. Sure. So, um, but then no, as far as like, you know, and then suddenly, you know, I played in 1920, which, which didn't have my brother in it. And then Joel played in like, you know, he played in, uh, some like kind of like skate punk bands. Like one was like two for 25 and he played in a band called, um, Krang, which was kind of like a bad attempt at thrash metal. Okay. I think it was probably more sloppy punk than thrash metal as much as Joel would probably try and tell you otherwise. Are bad thrash bands sloppy punk bands? Ooh, probably right. Yeah, bad thrash is probably like bad crossover is just bad is just punk. Right. Um but um but yeah, so then and then we started a band. I don't know, I don't even know how we got on the topic. We started a band called Ramirez before Withdrawal. Right. And like Joel yeah, played. Yeah, that's in what that. you said at the beginning. Yeah, and Steve yeah. played in the, it was Joel, me, Steve uh, Jay Avaristo and then this this kid uh, Al, and then like Mike played in it for a cup of coffee, and then like Jeff played bass actually for a little bit too. Oh okay. Before Steve, um, and then that broke up, and then we then we started a band or whatever, and then we started withdrawal. But it's like I think a lot of it's just like we have very very much like a lot of the same goals as far as music goes, mm-hmm. and um, I think Joel, um, Joel definitely has more of a mind for like like. Um, like crossover and like thrash riffs and then i have a mind for like the weird stuff like any anytime there's like weird stuff in withdrawal a lot of it is maybe me trying to get stuff going with it for sure if it was up to joel there'd be like a lot of, it'd be mostly fast parts right um but actually nowadays the stuff that we're writing now joel's very much into like you know hard shit like right like tough guy the shit fight riffs and the break yeah oh yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right cool. like night ruining riffs is what we were calling them <laughs> it's like the type riffs. of thing where it's like you bring your girlfriend to the show and she's and you're like you know she's like oh you know i want to go see your show i want to support you ah baby you probably shouldn't come and then like you know uh five minutes into it she gets hit in the face during one of the riffs during one of the songs and like your, those your are the kind of riffs you're writing yeah, her teeth yeah, are yeah. knocked in and like you gotta spend the rest of the night at like the, the er <laughs> you know <laughs> So we, we're trying to put a bunch of riffs that are just going to wreck people's nights, essentially. <laughs> cool. Um, and yeah, and as we wrap up, maybe that's something that you can end on. What's withdrawal coming up? Uh, what's withdrawal coming up? What does withdrawal have coming up? Uh, what are you guys working on? You know, well, this podcast might not be out for a few months yet, so yeah. if you want to tease <laughs> something. Well, with, withdrawal is well known for... For taking its time yeah yeah taking its time and everything so I, I you know i don't think it's going to be out in a couple months but we're 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 riffing like we're working on a lot of stuff and we got some new guys in the band and we're we're just kind of like laying kind of low at the time i think like i feel bad actually and that was probably a good time for me to be like hey sorry about not playing like the scoped show oh no that's fine because <laughs> like you know we're, we're just like we're this we're, is why i confront you, I'm you just know, kidding. Listen up. <laughs> um no like uh we're just like really focused on writing right now and um um we're probably going to, I think we're probably going to like, like I'm trying, I'm trying to gauge Mike's look right now to see how much of like, how much of the curtain appeal back. But I think the general consensus is doing another LP and, and then some, right. Like we're going to do a lot of stuff, but um, you know, you're not going to hear about it until it's ready to go. You right. know what I mean? Like we're, and you know, you guys like to, you know, make sure all the eyes are dotted. Yeah. And we, we've, are we've never, we've never been the, like we've never been the band to like, just put out like whatever, like if we, we've got so many unreleased songs that are like, we played once live and then we never played again. And then like, we never recorded it mm-hmm. or like we've written a full song and then just like, cause it's like, you know, there's a lot of bands that, that you'll see them like put like, Oh, well, the next 10 songs we write, th- that's our LP. Right. And like, you know, then they front load all the good songs at the front of it. And then the last couple of songs all suck ass. <laughs> And it's like, you know, yeah, maybe we didn't put out as much music as some of the other bands. Never really putting anything out that sucks. Right. Like, um, so slow and steady, certainly. Hardcore is a marathon, not a race. Mm. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're going to come up with some new stuff. And uh, I think it's going to fucking pretty much ruin your night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, no one's going to have a happy time with the new stuff. Like, <laughs> right. We're, we're, there's a conscious effort with a couple of ideas where we're like, it's going to be the, it's for sure. I mean, people say this all the time. They're like, oh, it's darkest, heaviest stuff we've ever done. Right. And then it comes out and it's like, and it's like all singing parts bullshit. <laughs> like this for sure is going to be like, it's going to be like, like jumping into a sewer because it's, <laughs> you know, no matter how many times you take a shower Head after first. listening to it, yeah. like you're going to, you're going to still feel filthy. Right. So. Um, how can people keep up with you on online? Uh, do you have a mailing list? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, withdrawal is probably most active on Twitter. Sure. 
and even then that's like a once in a little while thing because uh, we're not uh, you know we're not in like f- full-on withdrawal mode right now like we're just writing um <laughs> i feel weird plugging my own twitter <laughs> well just do that uh massive mistake yeah mass- i don't i think it might be heinous blunder <laughs> on twitter <laughs> Just, different for every platform well no th- i did that because i i needed to dodge my 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 work oh i see one day one day i go into work on a monday and uh my boss comes up and he's like massive mistake <laughs> and i'm like i was like uh what you're like oh and no like, exactly right like yeah. i could literally feel my soul leaving my body <laughs> so i was like he was like oh isn't that like your name on twitter or, or and he's like isn't that your name on instagram and i'm like uh, yeah, yeah, I think I got Instagram, but I, I don't use it. I don't really use it. Like, I'd, I think I signed up for it, but I never use it. And thankfully, I had already, I was already private on there. But, um, but, Twitter, but immediately yeah, at Twitter, I was like, gotta, gotta vamoose this. Cause Twitter is like, Twitter's a no man's land. I'm sure anyone listening to this knows it, especially right. hardcore Twitter. Yeah. It's like literally people I've never, like, people I've met like three or four times, I've seen them buck ass naked. <laughs> and it's like, you know, or like, you know, You'll you'll be you'll be I'll be scrolling through Twitter and it's just like I'm I'm keeping up on like music or like friends and like professional wrestling and stuff like that and then it's like boom a a picture of like uh someone from like New England with with sperm all over their face and they're like sign up for my OnlyFans and it's like holy fuck you know I don't need to see this I'm scrolling this at work <laughs> you know what I mean you're uh, like whoop I did not see that yeah yeah exactly actually funny story about that okay um. So usually my, my, my go-to move, if I, I, first off, first off, let me, let me say this, that like, I am very anti-internet talk on, on, on stage when we're playing. There's right. nothing worse than someone being like, yo, this song's about the fucking, some people talking on the internet. And this next song is a, it's a new single we just put up on the internet. I can't stand it. Right. But, um, but as far as the internet goes, um, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, oh yeah, so my my usual trick when like people like post like particularly graphic or things that I, that would potentially get me fired or something like that, um, or just like shit that that's that you don't want to see when you're on like a, on a bus and you're scrolling through and then you see some some dude getting his dick sucked <laughs> at a fest or something like that. Um, so like you know I'll block those people right rather sure. than mute them I'll just block them right. And I remember going to. Um, to like a festival in like uh in northeast uh united states a couple of years ago and this this friend of mine was like yeah i'm just my airbnb is a couple of blocks away and i'm just hanging with with i don't know what her name is i was i'm just hanging out with samantha for the next like day or two i'm like oh that's cool samantha's a fill-in yeah name. samantha I, I don't know what her real name right. is and this ties in the story she's like well you know it's not like weird I'm like what's weird well that i'm hanging with samantha no why well she, um, she, you know, I know you have her blocked on the internet because, and she was telling me it's because, uh, maybe like a, a decade ago she was talking to your, your ex-girlfriend online and like you guys had, had problems with each other and like, I don't want things to be weird. I'm like, I don't fucking know who Samantha is. <laughs> so this, this, this girl must've been like walking around this fest thinking that I'm like, you know, that I was like shooting daggers through her face. With my eyes are like, or like had problems with her. But yeah. in reality, the only times I ever block people on like the internet is like, because I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want a boss seeing your, your shit cut. That's a on. lesson. Yeah. Never block mute. Cause then yeah, you yeah. don't, you don't see yeah, anything, exactly, but then yeah. they don't get those notifications. Yeah. And, every, and like, I think like, I think I like, I noticed I got, I was blocked on, on Twitter by, by like a, a record label that I, I own records from. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> and, but it's like, you know, I, I certainly wasn't posting my delicious voluptuous ass on, <laughs> on Twitter for people to see. But um, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, like, it, I guess it is kind of weird when like, I guess I could, I could see her point where it'd be weird in that sense. Sure. Though, you know, people a generation younger than me take the internet a lot seri- more serious. Right. So I could see it being weirder for her if she's at a fest and she's like, oh my God, <laughs> there's that big, ugly dude from Canada and... Oh my God, we've got beef. <laughs> it's like no. Well, regardless of how much you do on the internet, search withdrawal. You guys have stuff that can be bought through yeah. escapists. Kinda, still. Cause, kind of, because there was that flood and a lot of that stuff got damaged. Oh shit! So I'm, I'm proud to say that all of our records are pretty much uh, out of print. <laughs> so like, you know, we may n- we'll never be that band where there's like 400 records in our friend's closet for the rest of life. Right. But at the same time, like. 
a, a flood did destroy like 60 yeah. records of ours or something. Well, whatever you can find, definitely go support them. Excited to hear new shit come out. Thanks again for being able to sit down with me finally. Thanks thanks for having me on this and like the amount of thing like it's we'll have it's, to go back and forth. Oh yeah, it's gonna have, it's gonna we're gonna I'm gonna have to get out the scalpel on this one because can I overdub this entire? You know, podcast? there there was one more thing I was gonna say too. Fuck, what was it? Um, you make it quick because yeah, it was boys it was, gotta bounce. Yeah, it was about uh, damn it, it was about oh yeah, uh, metalcore. Yes. Yeah, very quickly. You can edit this around to see if you can seamlessly uh, put in this. This ties into what I was saying, where I'm like, you know, when you're listening, you know, you're not listening to Nirvana, you're listening to Silverchair type of thing. Right. Which is it's in itself is a dated reference because that's old. Right. You know, old people music, right? Classic rock at this point to a younger kid. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you see some of the, some of like the newer bands coming out and they're they're ripping off their entire sound from something that's already been done, or they're ripping off their entire look from something that's already been done. And it's like, it borders almost on parody. Right. You know what I mean? And um, that's when that stuff doesn't get too too interesting. Like, anyone listening to this playing in a, a hardcore band, just write whatever you want to write. Don't don't rip off anyone's, like, style, look, riffs, or whatever. Like, just do what sounds good to you. And in the long run, like, yeah, maybe you won't be popular for a flash. Like, a lot of, like, a lot of bands that kind of do what's popular do. Like, you know, you see a band that, that sells a shitload of t-shirts and then like they break up or like and then suddenly like a year later everyone's trying to sell their shit on depop or whatever right <laughs> right so um just write what you're what you want to write and um don't don't just please stop making t-shirts and albums that look like uh you know bad late 90s metalcore records cuz a lot of those records are awful looking you know that's and like anyways <laughs> yeah and that's a great place to end. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on it. No problem. Um, yeah. Uh, increase the grease. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the big mans, a a clandestine group, uh, spiraling across Western Canada. If they hear this, and then uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very sorry for anyone who listened to this and expected <laughs> anything intelligent or rewarding. So yeah, thanks. Thanks. Bye.